What's up, everyone? I'm Michael Jewell, and welcome to Theater A Greater Than Film, The Green Room, the show where we watch a piece of pop culture, very unprofessionally critique it, and then improvise one scene that's so good, it can even make the head of the Dora Milaje shed a tear. Single tear. Believe me, as always, we will fail every single time. Before we get started, allow me to introduce our lovely, the Yes and Katiers for this series, the only man on the planet who has a conspiracy take on the Turkish delight, Mr. Arfie Mansfield. What is up? Uh, Turkish delight, of course, is um, actually Greek. If you ask the Greeks, <laughs> it is, however, Turkish if you ask the Turks. Um, and that is a, an ongoing theme of anything that either of those two great nations has ever produced. Um, it's just a fun bit of rivalry between the two of them that uh, doesn't matter who came up with it. Uh, they will both claim it and just have a nice bit of uh, neighbourly rivalry. It's uh, a lot of fun. I'm but so who's in the name? Exactly it is right. <laughs> Turkish delight. I mean, not to not to make it complex or anything, but it's uh, who's in the name. You can finish that sentence anytime you want. <laughs> and now I'm fine. <laughs> and he's a lady in the streets, but a freak in the bed. The incredible Chris Mead. Release the Zemo cut. That's all I have to say. Oh, did you see they did that? Actually, on YouTube, you can find a one in an hour and 55 minute clip of just him dancing over and over again, nonstop. If you're into just watching Zemo uh, weirdly white boy dance in a club, you can do that while you're working or doing whatever. <laughs> yeah, a little That fun, certainly little... does sound better than last week's episode. I agree. I agree. Uh, but today we are not talking about last week's episode. Today we are talking about episode four of the Fan Four Stick and Winter Soldier. So let's jump right in with first impressions. I want to go first this time. I often do not, but I want to go first because I know that today is going to be a battle and I like to sh fire the first shots. So I loved this episode. I watched it this morning. Uh, as always, we have I have like seven and a half minutes to watch this and do whatever else happens in my life. Uh, so I watched it. I didn't catch all of the nuance of this, but I really loved um, this episode. I know there's the by the numbers nature to this type of show in general. You know, we have good cop, bad cop, buddy cop stuff. We got a weird, you know, is he a villain? Is he a good guy kind of character where we know he's going to end up being a villain and all that. But still, this episode hooked me right back in. If the third episode kind of left me sleeping, this episode woke me right back up. Uh, it had a lot of cool, interesting um, messaging and imagery, and it had a really cool um, twist that wasn't a twist, but still landed. And we'll talk about that eventually in the show. Uh, so I'll leave it there. Arfie, your turn to fire back. What did your first impressions on this episode? I I love you, Michael, and I I love you even more for taking such a brave and willfully wrong position about this episode. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's beautiful, and you're beautiful, and I've I've never respected you more than in this moment. That's uh, very brave, very very Rose brave. To the end. So I take it you loved this episode too, then. Well, um, I. <laughs> 
I I have a a really positive thing to say about it, which is it's nowhere near as bad as last week's episode. Hold on, save it, because I actually wrote okay. in my notes today, I was going to ask Arfi to, I was going to force you, and I will force you eventually at some point, to find three positives in this episode, and I want to see if you could come up with three. So uh, okay. we'll leave it there. Okay. That, thank you for giving me advance notes on that, because uh, it's going to take me a while. Yes, yes. Uh, Chris, what were your first impressions of this episode? Well, I feel increasingly like... Derek Albion Smalls, the bassist in This Is Spinal Tap, in that I occupy the lukewarm water between the extremes of my two co-hosts. But actually, in this case, I really love this episode too. Um, It did a lot of what I was hoping the series was going to do. And for me, the reason that I loved it so much was almost entirely down uh, to Wyatt Russell and uh, the character of Johnny Walker, which I thought... (laughs) was, I just think, is uh, very well played and very interesting. And if I may take a point from an article that I read about uh, about this episode, um, there was a Collider article that said, isn't it interesting that the son of Kurt Russell gets to play this part? Like, there's some interesting metacasting there when, yeah. like, the son of a great action hero, who possibly is only as famous as he is because he's the son of a great action hero, gets to play a hero who who has to come after Captain America. So not to, uh, not to not to toot my own horn, but if you go back to episode one of our podcast, I said that very thing. Oh, I Michael. Said, excellent. I, I said, how wild is it that he is this son who's also, uh, you know, Kurt Russell's in the MCU and is basically living in the shadow of the most American guy we know, right? Kurt Russell. It's, 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 it was perfect casting in that way. Like, I'm sure he drew a lot of that. So that's awesome. Cheers to Collider and cheers to me. Yeah, sorry. You, you first, of course, and yes. then Collider. A distant second. They're probably listening to the podcast and getting ideas. <laughs> True enough. That. Exactly. Um, I've been hashtagging the guys. crap out of it. So, so yeah. <laughs> uh, Arfi, you had something to say. You wrote, you raised your hand there. Yeah. Um, so I... I actually liked um, um, what what are we calling him, uh, Captain Planet or some Wacton Planet? Wax. I call him Wacton Planet. Yes. Very funny every time. Um, <laughs> so I I quite liked him this time because um, he actually did something for once. Uh, we actually had some villainy from him. We had that bit of him going, "But what if I were to keep this?" Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so we got to see him taking his first actual villainous step, and then his mate gets fridged, and I didn't love that. I really didn't you love didn't. that. Um, Why didn't you like that? I'm curious, because I like that because it gave me what I think so often is missing in Marvel stuff, which is some kind of stakes or some kind of real, like, uh, 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 you know, real I, I, motivation, like, for him to, ch- not, to go though, fully it's, evil. It's... It's um, instead of actually doing something with the character, it's going, oh, we're going to murder his mate and that's enough. Whereas that doesn't give you an actual dynamic. That doesn't give you a development. It gives you, you know, like a Daenerys-like turn in the last season where it's not really that well set up. And it's just, oh, someone I like is now dead. It's not... 
it's not good enough. Um, and I, the whole point of fridging is that it is using someone as an object, usually women, in this case, a black man, which I think is also retrogressive because uh, he's uh, he's just there for the purposes of, um, you know, cap turning. Uh, so it's, I, I found that quite unpleasant. I, I find uh, just the use of um, that kind of storyline, it, it doesn't give someone a reason. Uh, you look at the Flag Smashers, they have reasons for what they're doing and it's ideology. It's actual uh, things they believe in. It's not, oh, my mate happened to be killed in one fight. As and also, that it, fight I... didn't really need to happen. It didn't really make sense. It was just, at this point, we're having a fight. I I thought at the beginning of that fight, this is weird because they've just rushed into it when it, there's been plenty of opportunities where you could go, yep, that fight makes perfect sense. In this instance, it didn't. And then the fact that it was leading into that death, it was like, oh, I see. You've, you've done this in order to do that. It's... It was quite disappointing. What do you think, Chris? I would tentatively disagree with Arfi in that <laughs> I felt... Um, I, I didn't think... I think one of the things that this series is doing really well is this character. Um, Battlestar? Um, no, oh, no, not not the... Well, yeah, first of all, I think he's quite a charismatic, nice character. Uh, that guy is. But I'm talking about uh, John Walker. I think oh, yeah. just hints throughout the entire series of, of, of aggression and temper and impotence that he's the only superhero yes. that doesn't have any superpowers. Yeah. I feel that they've actually set it up very well that when he finally gets that strength and that strength is put behind military training that like bad this, stuff is going to happen. Be bad. And I actually I was so... thought about that too, now that you say that. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. No, go well, ahead. I was just surprised. Uh, my blood actually ran cold when he used that shield, right? So the, mm. the fact that Captain America's weapon is a shield rather than a sword or a gun is a big thing, I think. It speaks to the ideals of what Captain America should represent. And suddenly having that shield used in that way so brutally, uh, and then that final image of just the blood splattering the bottom of the shield, um, that really affected me. I was like, this is great. I, I, I was... Yeah, my blood ran cold. I got tingles for that moment. Uh, and I actually went, no, <laughs> when he yeah, did the yeah. shield up. So for me, I just wish they'd uh, earned it. It was effective. So I thought it was cool. I like that. Um, I loved, I loved that too for the same reason. And now you've just inspired me to call, start calling him Cuckton Planet because he's a <laughs> little bit of a cuck. <laughs> this guy. There's definitely some incel energy in there yeah, somewhere, isn't yeah. there? And, yeah. Can uh, I just but, take issue with yeah, what ahead, Chris Arthur. said there? That um that this guy doesn't have a superpower. Um that it's in the name. He's he's got one of the last three superpowers. America. Uh it's Captain America. America's still a superpower. I'm sorry. Um you can't say he doesn't have a superpower. That's just weird. I think they kind of play that too. If you if you look at it, there is sort of this like he walks in, he doesn't speak any of the languages, right? Which is a very American thing to do. He kind of goes to these places and he's like, you have to follow me you have to believe in what i'm believing you have to you know respect me just because i've walked into the room i think there is in some sort in some subtext there is that conversation that he's having where he's very american he is the oh, yeah. american this guy 
of the 20th, 21st century, not of the Captain America era that we know, you know, uh, from World War II era. Um, but one thing I, so, I did like about the uh, about the Captain America, the Cucked in America, you know, kind of expression was there. Uh, I thought there were moments. So for, for, uh, to go back to what you're saying, Arfie, about uh, Battlestar, I thought that was cool as a black guy to see a black character because that Battlestar is a real character in the comics. He's a black guy. I don't think he was just thrown in just to be like the black guy in this. Um, but I like that uh, that there were moments where he was just like a true homie to Cuckton. And I thought it was really interesting that uh, that there was a black dude again as his right hand man, which has sort of happened with Falcon. I thought that was cool and ultimately like a, a, a good way to parallel, but like in that mirror verse kind of parallel, like that weird, like, you know, bizarro version of it. And I dug that. But I, I I do think there's a not a not not enough um, effort on these secondary characters in these shows in general. Yeah, yeah, and they are they do tend to be propped up. One secondary character which I do want to talk about right now. I'm sorry, Arf, I know you have some stuff to say, but I think this is important. Is Sarah mm. Sam's sister? That is a secondary character who's gotten mm-hmm. a few lines, but yeah. she has killed it. I even wrote down, and I'm going to just say this on this podcast because I thought it was so dope, but she said my world doesn't matter to America so why would I care about its mascot? If that doesn't explain... That's the one line I've got written down as well. Yeah, man, if that doesn't explain the black experience in America in so many ways and so, I know it's it's whittled down and it's a TV show on Disney but when she said that, I said I was on, I was in my garage, I was like fuck yeah, like that was it and so that's one secondary character that did get a little love. I'll leave it there. I'll let y'all just let y'all talk. But I had to get a couple things out. Uh, so uh, that was great. And I find that really frustrating because there's the kernel of a wonderful show in there. Um, right. And so, uh, yeah, the exact thing I, I noted down that line and put, there's the seed of a great show here. And it's so frustrating that we're getting this at best competent one instead. There are so many of these little seeds in theme um, and in iconography, like the bit with the shield and you know the fact that it's red on the shield is a big part of that iconography as well. That Everything about that is so striking but it's just a moment of iconography it doesn't actually um fit into the wider sweep of it so um i i really liked battlestar but it when he was killed off so swiftly it was like oh yeah it's clear that he's just here to die he's just there to give um you know this guy an excuse final to push. turn yeah, evil the, so, you can call him cuckton you can call him cuckton planet it's okay okay sure um and <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I I think he's a great actor, and it does him a disservice to think of him in terms of who his dad is. Because um, I I watched him in Lodge Forty Nine and uh, had no idea who he was, and just thought, oh, this uh, this guy's pretty good. I've got strong kind of Donald Logue vibe off him, who I also love. So um, I you know it's just a really good good character actor there. Um, I, I'll tell you who else is a good actor who doesn't get enough uh, credit. Let me ask you a question before you do that Arfie. No. do you think that because i'm calling him cucked in planet i am making fun of wyatt russell or the character no no i want to be clear I, okay. I i was talking about the bit where you were both saying you know he, he wouldn't be as famous if uh weren't for his famous dad it's like that's that's the, often the way it works but he's deserving of um his yeah, success 
Uh, I so, think in this last episode, especially, he clearly he oh, showed me yeah. something I, I, real special this episode. I really loved his like. You could see that he was even. There's moments where he was sitting there like doubting it. You know what I mean? Like, should I really take this? Yes, Battlestar. Like, hey, you know, yeah. would you do it? He's like, fuck yeah, I would do it in a heartbeat kind of deal. I liked it. Yeah, I thought he did. He's really got good. that whole Bilbo bit of why not? Why shouldn't I take it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, there's, I, I want to see him go full villain in the same way that we finally saw, uh, Zemo be properly villainous, uh, this time. Whereas last time he got a little bit of scenery chewing this time, he actually, um, straight out of the gates, he's being a full on villain and he's being told off for now. You, you did some villainy last time. It's like, Oh, <laughs> oh I did. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Chris, what are you thinking? Well, I was just checking whether the villainy he did was a kind of stranger danger offering candy to kids seemed to be like, how can we make him the most creepy man on the planet? Oh, let's have him let's have pull, him pull up a stool. And, <laughs> yeah. a stool and then be like, little girl, would you like some of my sweet things? I was like, <laughs> not just sweet things. Uh, Turkish delight, Turkish delights. Yeah. which is yeah. resonant for two reasons. One, because Turkish delight is terrible, and secondly, uh, the line "The Witch in the Wardrobe." Um, yes, I, yeah. the, the the White Witch gives um, gives Edmund uh, Turkish delight, um, and I do believe Disney still have the rights to Narnia, so uh, you know they own Turkish delight. Yeah, yeah. so uh, so let's sweet Turkish let's... delight money. <laughs> Get that. Get... <laughs> getting big Turkish delight to pay all their bills. <laughs> uh, yeah. Rise right. is a big company. Sorry. So I wanted to talk about something. I think uh, that even uh, Mrs. Mead just brought up right before the show. She did. Mrs. Mead. Yeah. <laughs> There's My a mother. couple. Your mom. Yes. I don't know. What Lauren, is her name Lauren? Is Laura. 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 My wife. Yeah. So Laura brought up uh right before we started the show, which is something I actually wrote down too, I want to talk about. There there is to Arfie's point, a kernel of something that they're I think because it's Disney and because, you know, whatever, uh they, they're dancing around and they haven't addressed well enough or deeply enough, but they want to. You can almost like see them wanting to. One of it is I think there was a pandemic that happened because if we look at the show's run, they steal vaccines at some point. This lady who we, Donia, who we see for like maybe two minutes in this version is clearly representative of some like big motherly character that in a normal film or show or something, we would get to know way better before we just see their funeral. So I think one, there is a conversation that they had to cut out because of COVID that was more pandemic related or more viral related. Maybe there was like a sickness due to the blip, which is something I always thought like maybe some people will get sick when they get reintegrated into the world or something and they ignored it. And then the other thing, and this is sort of kind of tied into it too, this sort of refugee lifestyle, this this whatever this is where these folks are um, displaced, uh, uh, you know, sort of outcasted and left for dead that I know they want to talk about, but they, they really only talk enough about it so that it makes it, gives us some drive for the main character, right? Or for the main villain, the main flag smasher. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, it was really interesting. Uh, so in a former life, I worked in international development. And one of the things that was uh, is a very interesting thing when you get into 
all of this stuff is that refugees, people who cross borders because of conflict or the fact they can't stay where they am for whatever reason, disease, war, um, sure. they get a lot of press. I mean, they're not having a good time, I, I understand, but we understand that as a big problem because they cross borders and they become other countries' problems. But actually, an even bigger problem in the world is internally displaced people, people yeah. who are displaced within their own country, but because they don't cross any borders, you know, the world, the international community doesn't get, doesn't get into the picture, doesn't start talking about it. And I thought those two things combined with the fact that suddenly for five years, there were no borders, that people coming into your country, you saw them as help. Like you didn't, countries needed people to come in to fill skill gaps. And suddenly there's this world or almost utopian world of, of people needing each other and recognizing each other. And then suddenly... In a snap, everyone comes back and everything's back the way it was before. Um, We talked before on the podcast about how, oh, this is basically the same. The world needs to have been changed. And I really like the fact that the world was changed Mm -hmm. and then it was put back. And the haves and the have-nots became the haves and the have-nots again. Again, yeah. And But the world, but people aren't standing for it. They're like, no, we saw the difference. And if I can draw a parallel here, I feel like that we're in the same point in, in real life. With with seeing all the all the ways that we could be better, kinder people as a, as a culture, uh, we, what are we going to take from this time where we've been shut off from each other? Are we just going to go back to being the same? Are we going to treat people the same way? Are we going, or are we going to make those changes? And so, actually, I'm yeah, I'm quite affected by that. And I know it's a big Marvel series, and I know that they only nod to it. And I do take Arthur's point that it's iconography. And, and hat tilts but I mm. love that they're talking about it in between the fights and yeah I, I loved this episode I really same, did same same go ahead Arfi so yeah I I do I do like that they're talking about it and I wish that they were doing it better uh, but yeah um, so I felt quite conflicted about that exact bit because I I remember we discussed in the first episode exactly that about um, you know how we need to have a a change a huge change in how society is structured after COVID in the same way that post-war there was this restructuring certainly in the UK we had the NHS and the birth of the welfare state and um, this strong movement for uh, making sure that no one's left behind um, which until it was systematically dismantled um, over the past 20, 30 years, um, that that was a huge part of British culture and one of the few things we can be genuinely proud of. Um, But, yeah, there's... (laughs) I I really want us to deal with that uh, better and... And so that was, you know, that that really excites me that that's being talked about. But um, if you recall, I think last episode or the episode before, I was talking about the myth of overpopulation, and they buy straight into it here uh, by going, and as soon as everyone came back, everything was terrible again. No, it's it's not. There aren't too many people in the world. It's that we're not uh, distributing food, 
clean water and uh, all that kind of thing, but also um, capital and, um, you know, space to live to people. It, that wealth is being hoarded, and that's the problem, and not right. that we have too many people. I mean, that's that's bordering on eco-fascism. And um, so the, the fact that this buys into that as an integral part of the world, not just as a character's opinion, but this is what we're told about what's happened when everyone came back. This is um, the events within that world. That's really disappointing because it means that the the writers are on the side of Malthus, who said you know, there are just too many people in, in the world, or to put it in terms that uh, that resonate in the MCU, they're on the side of Thanos. Um, we're discovering that according to the writers of this series, Thanos was right, and it's better when you get rid of half the people, and that's disgusting. But is that what they're saying? No, go ahead, Chris. I know you raised your hand. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, no, I was exactly saying that. I don't think I don't think they are saying that. I read it as that the people came back and they uh, and they grabbed it. The people, the oppressive elements in our global society reappeared and they just grabbed it all back again. Right. I don't, that's how I read it. Uh, maybe that's, that's what I took it charitable. to. So, and, and yeah, that's totally fine because like, they're probably not being, either way, they're not being clear enough with it. I think that's what that's, we're all kind of saying the same thing. They're dancing around this topic. They, there's a kernel, right? There's, this, there, there's an opportunity to really extrapolate and talk about mm. the multiple layers of what this would mean uh, in this space. And they're only talking about, it. so I'm receiving it like these powerful people came back. They're taking their land back. They're taking their worlds back. And they're now displacing all these other human beings who are around for five years, starting to rebuild this new society. Uh, and you're taking it like they're saying this is, this world's getting overpopulated. And ultimately, they're not talking about it. They're just sort of giving them this opportunity to like have a motive. Like, so the Flag Smashers have a sort of motive that kind of resonates a little bit. If it's it's like the vaguer the motive, the the easier it is for us to to side yeah. with it or not side with it. You know. But so it's not it's not the theme of the piece as a result. It's uh, scenery, yeah. which is a, a real shame because they they could have made this a much more interesting piece if it was actually about something and. It's well, got a lot got of some idea. things in it. Yeah? Yeah. I got an idea because I wanted to talk about this. What is the theme? Because I thought about it today more. I think the theme in my mind is starting to, you know, uncover itself more and more. And it's like the whole power corrupts mentality, right? We have yeah. and also the power we have of a character. Yes. Yeah. All of it. So the power in general, power period, the serum, right? You have the power of, of the haves versus the have nots. You have the power of... Uh, this dude who we still don't know who that person is, the power broker, right? Uh, and, you know, the name being in there is probably not too, uh, a little bit too on the nose. But uh, but ultimately, I think that the question is, what is power? Uh, Sarah, the sister of Sam, who can't even get alone when her brother's an Avenger, you know, like who's in control here? Who has this power and everybody battling or not having it? It's starting to show through in my mind. I don't know. What do y'all think? But we're, we're too far away from the series and we're not... And we're not even certain of what the theme is. And that, to me, is a problem. Uh, if if there were a clear theme, then we would know what it is. And it wouldn't just be, you know, um, some content tags like saying, oh, this touches on this, that, and the other. Um, whereas you look at WandaVision, and uh, it's very clear that the theme is you know, some version of uh, grief will destroy you if you don't process it. You know, that it's... I, I don't know how you would put it, but it's a very clear theme, and it is... It underlies the plot, uh, whereas here you've got the plot 
which is fairly standard fare and it doesn't seem to be tied into any of the themes so they aren't really themes they're just you know, scene dressing and which is a shame because as as we keep saying there's some really good stuff in there um and i just i want to see something that uh, builds out of that where every aspect of the plot and character is built from the ground up on on this theme which WandaVision was so perfectly well what do you think chris cuz i now that the more you say this the more i'm like replaying the last 3 episodes in my head and i'm starting to to think a bunch of the stuff was there and we it, it maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't as good maybe maybe we had to dig a little deeper and scrape the scrape through the muck a little bit harder to find it but i'm starting to think I, but i want to see what chris thinks first i didn't come to this series thinking that it was going to make points about the world i really right. was here to watch mechanical arm um, yeah and and I, I think you know it's delivered on that quite a lot and the fact that they are nodding towards deeper issues and that we can have these debates is great f- for me um so you know if i i guess again i am the shallow lukewarm water in in the podcast <laughs> But I really, really did enjoy the Wakandan fighter scene. I think those oh, yes. uh, brilliant warriors. And I do, again, think that that was put there for a reason because, it, it, again, it's another bit of Cupton planet, isn't it? It's a, it's a bit of... he. I mean, he got beaten up, but to him, he got beaten up by a, yeah. a, a group of girls, right? Okay, they are the greatest warriors on the planet, but sure. to him, he just treats them as... Yeah, in his mind, he's like, these are, like, I'm Captain... I'm Cupton planet. Yeah. How how can just any little you know little warrior ladies from some place beat Captain Planet? Like and he, he says they weren't even super soldiers mm-hmm. at the end, right? So uh, I mean, again, I'm trying to put ascribe meaning to it. I'm just saying that was a great fight scene, and it was really funny when Bucky's arm fell off. Right, and there's the control again. We're talking about power and control. Who you know, Bucky thinks he's uh, he's like you know he's. Uh, some super soldier himself and this lady comes up and like literally hits a little pin code on his arm. <laughs> and, I love and, that that's, he's an ATM. She like yeah, hit the pin code, the pin code. withdraws well, an arm. It's, it's like those <laughs> robot dogs that, uh, the, that police forces have been starting to buy and because they're not designed for police use, um, there's a lever underneath where you can just pull the battery out and there's an off switch on the bum. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, bit like that. So um, uh, the the Dora Milaje there, I I found it very telling that um, you know, they were saying, well, our jurisdiction is wherever the fuck we find ourselves. And um, <laughs> when you were talking about the American approach to foreign policy, I was like, wait, how come these guys have an American approach to foreign policy? How is it that... Because that doesn't really fit with uh, with what we've seen well, well, of... Cuckton uh, should have liked that, right? Cuckton he should. No, no, that. no. America doesn't like it when other people do it. Uh, um, that's fair. That's fair. They go, that's oh, no, no. We, we'll assassinate who we like. Um, or, yes. um, you know, if you're Elon Musk, we'll coo who we like. Um, lovely chat. I hope nothing... <laughs> Nothing bad ever happens to him. Um, but that's another podcast for another day. <laughs> we did it. We said yes. the title of our podcast, I think. Yes. Is it? Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, w- another thing I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on, because I thought it was uh, interesting, but maybe, maybe it was just me, was the whole like Sharon Carter side plot. Because I think, I think Sharon Carter 
is a linchpin to a lot of what's going on. Because I remember, you know, he's on the phone with her really quick and he kind of gives her a little update. And, uh, Sam, that is, the uh, uh, fan four stick says that. And he's uh, like giving her info and she's like, I gotta go. The magic is going crazy. But she's clearly just like walking comfortably through a sea of bodyguards that are recognize her and know who she is and are there i think if she is not the power broker she is the power broker's right hand homie uh uh go ahead chris i can't comment on that what i can comment on (laughs) okay great is that i'm very charmed by the fact that when you have a satellite the way you zoom in is the same as on an ipad i just think that's really lovely you just do the little finger yeah yeah yeah, uh, very much. So Yeah, and also I love that it's always the same like red blip on a grid no matter what <laughs> like when you're looking for the vision, when you're looking for a captain a captain planet, when you're looking for, you know, uh the, the flag smasher, it's just the same grid with a little red blip and dot and some person there just zooming in and out with the Why would it be different? Like you you have the same interface for everything. It makes sense. So I guess I, so, you're right. I have to say that I'm, was something Arthur liked. Mm. <laughs> You like the consistency of the grids. <laughs> so I I genuinely wish um that that you lived near me, Michael, because if you ever too, I need actually. something from a high shelf, um I I think you'd be perfect for it because you're great at reaching. Um because oh! oh! all the significance that you're throwing Super. on things that are just Super. there Super. and cobbled together. Um yeah, no, you you are great at it. All right, what do you got? What do you got? What do you think? You think I'm just making this up? You think I, you, I you think you are there? a very kind man who is um, giving them the benefit of the doubt when you should instead be giving them more doubt. Or what about what if I was like Gwen Stefani and gave them no doubt? No, that's no. that's right. the exact opposite. Right, you're you're going in the wrong okay. direction. That Fuck. is B A N A N A S. Fuck both of you. Okay, that was funny, and I I I I will. I will stand on that. Are you <laughs> saying to joke. us, don't speak? Yes, <laughs> ever again, particularly Chris, because uh, he's just a blabbermouth. Uh, so, is there is there what's what's happening next? Like, where are we going here with this? Like, we've got Bloody Shield. We've got uh, is is this? Are we gonna see like Blood murder, 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 America? Like, is he gonna just start going off? I feel I like we say, should have been here two episodes ago. Go ahead, Chris. What were you going to say before? <laughs> no, I was just going to say that Bloody Shield is just something that Hydra agents often say. Um, that was it. That was it. Was just a throwaway comment, much so like you, a shield. Only the English. Wait a minute. Only the Wait a minute. English. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying Bloody Shield? Bloody Shield. Oh, speaking of Englishness, now um, I, Which I we want were. to see. We, we were yes. Um, I wonder if this uh, jumped out at you the same as it did for me, Chris. Um, there was a, a bit of uh, news when the Flag Smashers were listening to some news, and there was an English newsreader. Um, I say english it was clearly an american doing an english accent or maybe it wasn't uh but uh one of the words used was normalcy mm. did did that oh, leap out at you as well chris it didn't but now that you say it again yes you would that's not a word not we normalcy. use because it's ugly oh, and horrible and normality exists as a word but normalcy is it's one of those I, I, fundamentally there's nothing wrong with it it's just because yeah, yeah. Well, there's a perfectly good one that already exists it's always struck me as weird to have that one ah uh, just 
Well, that well, wasn't like even was my least favorite thing the, about the episode. From, well, what I was saying about the, the, the fact that I'm telling you, there was like a pandemic that happened in this show that they had to cut out. I, I think like, that's the a really good phrase. I think this because that's that happens uh, like they say kind of things like that a bunch. Not maybe not normalcy is definitely clearly a, a, an allusion to what we've been saying for the past year. But um, I feel like they keep like alluding to that sort of global like something else that was happening that wasn't just the re- the return snap. The you know the 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 blipping back sort of deal. Uh, I don't know. I yeah. I agree with you a, I mean, a lot on that arc. Because if you consider um, if people come back from you know, after being away for five years and their immune systems are right for the world as it was five years ago, and um, you know they they haven't adjusted to how bugs have developed, and you haven't built up that five years of immunity to things that have gradually evolved over that time then it's quite possible that yeah you come back and bam you've got five years worth of viruses will hit you like a train not even the viruses like what if you just came back and like i moved the coffee table six inches and then now you just come back in the middle of the coffee table now you've got a like a you know what i mean you've got a i mean wooden that's a reach what it's possible. They can't. Uh, Who would do that? Who would move a coffee table? It, it makes no sense. You might. You might just redecorate. Maybe over ten years. Over five years. Oh. Oh. What? You're like. You're sitting there. You're saying, I don't. You know, I don't need. I don't need this big couch anymore. Half my family disappeared. I'm gonna get a little thing. I'm gonna just put the little love seat here and I put the table here. Boom. Somebody wakes up and they're in the in the middle inside of That's the table. Pure science fiction. Okay. <laughs> who, who would do that? Fair, Chris. What do you think? Uh, I'm. I've lost the thread of what we're talking about now, and so, Fair. Uh, <laughs> in the manner of Arfi, I'm just going to go through my notes and say a few things that I wanted to say that Please I do. haven't got round to yet. So. <clears throat> For a group of people that hate flags so much, they sure love their logo. That's one thing <laughs> I wrote down. <laughs> uh, number two, um, how does Captain America's shield stay on his back? Pause. Magnets? Question mark. Is it yeah. magnets? Yes and no. Yes. There's no there... strap there on front. So... Can we start with the yes and then hear the no? So in Age of Ultron, he does have magnets on his shield. He does. There, there is a moment where he like clicks his hands and it's like, and it sticks to his arm. Okay. So in, vibranium in... is ferrous. Sure. No, actually, maybe not because I think he had, it was like nodules on the inside of the shield that clicked to nodules on his arm. Doesn't matter. We're getting too deep into this. But now in this era, it's just a, it's just like little, like the arm strap. Like remember in Endgame when he like straps it down in his arm? So I don't know. No, that's not magnetic anymore. That's the no part in my mind. Okay. Mm. Super glue then maybe. And then, yes. he, just... And then he just strength he uses all the strength <laughs> to like rip, rip it off every time. Oh he's or he's just got really good shoulder blades, like strong Ooh, shoulder yeah. muscles. He's like clang like pops yeah, yeah. pops it off every now and then. Yeah. Uh what what else you got, Chris? I like this. I like this a lot. Um, this one's a bit more serious. I I liked that Sam tried to have a conversation. I liked that they put a conversation in the middle there. What I wasn't quite sure of, and I wondered if either of you could uh, tell me what was happening, is how did the n- still non-superpowered Cap 
Captain America get past Bucky early because it it seemed like Bucky was in the way and he there said like a, there is a bad edit there right there that's what happened because I said the same a bad thing. edit it's <laughs> like his superpower bad editing it's just bad like editing. <laughs> <laughs> you you were in a different scene and I just got straight past him to the next he stops him he says something what I liked about that moment was he didn't just go to the punching he said something that like seemed to re- I can't recall what he said but he said something that like seemed to resonate with Bucky for a second and then it cuts to back to Sam and then he just walks through it. Oh, so, your partner's in there. I remember now. Yeah. 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 Something he's like, yeah, like you really want to risk your partner's life or something like that. And then, then he, then it kind of cuts away. There should have been a, maybe a more of a moment where he like drops his hand and like kind of moves to the side or something where it kind of shows like cucked in America actually said something that made sense to Bucky for a second. But there was, that's what I mean by bad editing. Oh, great. I have one more. This one, I have no idea how I would have fitted into the conversation naturally. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I just want to say, naturally is overrated. Uh, shoe warning, <laughs> love it. Particularly in this podcast. When have we ever said anything like that naturally fits with the next thing? Go ahead, sorry. Um, in the comic books, when US agent goes undercover and has to change his name from John Walker, can you guess what he changes it to? Lagavulin. Changes it. Fun? Lagavulin. <laughs> oh, no. Very close. Very close. Uh, the famous is it really? Price. Is it really? Wait, wait, hold on. I kind of want to guess this. Is it clo- is it alcohol related? Is it? Wow. Is it is it Jack Daniels? Yes. <laughs> Boom. What? <laughs> Holy what? shit! <laughs> all right. Well, with Amazing. that, we got to leave it right there. Oh, well, I've our- got all these notes. <laughs> No, you can't beat Jack Daniels, though. Uh, we've got rankings, so give me a rankings, uh, JM. Here we go. Here's the beat. We gotta, I need America. I'm going to go real hardcore cucked in America beat. So... Rating! Yeah! <laughs> you already had a melody, so I couldn't uh, sing it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, here we go. Rankings for... Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode four, Arfie, hit it! Okay, so now I just want to hear Chris doing, like, screaming punk over, like, (laughs) yeah, over the, you know, the Indiana Jones theme with a decent beat. Um, Or, like, like Star Wars. (laughs) Like, just any, like... (laughs) Yeah, just over, just famous themes with uh, a nice beat and just uh, Chris, you know, screamo over the top. Uh, You know, we, we need to make that happen at some point because I think that would make a killing in any market. (laughs) Um, So I I would give this a rating of three good things out of 200 potential things. Oh, I forgot about the three good things. Give me three good things. Go. I did. Hit me with those three good things. Go. Okay. So I think uh, Erin Kellyman is great. Uh, so yeah. she's mm-hmm. um, and she's really hard done by by Disney because she keeps being in their biggest franchises in one of the worst installments. So she was Enfys yeah. Nest in Solo and right. um, was better than that film deserved. Um, yeah, that that film. Well, that's another podcast for another day. But yeah. that film, uh, I think, had such great kernels for something great. We oh, had a great yeah. Lando. We had a you know like uh, a good uh, like the imagery looked good. It kind of looked like a good star wars movie and it if just it's so still much. been a lord of miller film it would have been oh uh, yes absolutely that. absolutely yeah agreed agreed uh number two what you got uh wakanda was there and yeah 
<laughs> Always a good thing when Wakanda's there. Yeah. I, if What's only it had been there more. And, you know, it just. Ah, no, okay. Uh, number three. Just check my notes to see if I liked anything. Oh yeah, uh, the the using the grave, the steps of a grave as the hiding place. That was nicely uh, done. Yeah. And it, I was like, oh, it's going to be something high tech where you push the thing in. No, it was just a hidey hole that you pushed a brick to get to. It was nicely low tech and very believable, and it was just nice. Just I dig it. There was no need it. for us to see that bit, and uh, we saw it, and it was nice. It was color. It was good color. Chris, give me your rankings. I'm very happy about my rating system this week. I'm going to use the um, Zemo head tiltometer. So on a Zemo head tiltometer, I would give it... Uh, oh, uh, the, that's full tilt. For the oh, microphone, that was um, about 77 degrees to the right. And again, 78 degrees to the left. I full say tilt. Ma- maximum tilt. Yeah. That's full tilt. That's what they should rename the, sh- the show. Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, colon, full tilt. <laughs> Maximum tilt. Uh, I will give this movie um, one Sarah Sister Sarah speech out of one Sister Sarah speech because because she's bringing the truth mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to bring that back one last time. Check this episode out if you want to feel the, the what Sarah's really feeling, what some of these what some of these th- emotions really are out there. Um, it was awesome. I love this episode. Again, it, it rehooked me. It came, it got me back in. I was, I was on Camp Arfi for episode three. Uh, I was, I was, I was drinking the the Arfi uh, kombucha, and I was, I was in, I was in. And but this this episode brought me right back out of it. How could, how dare I overthink this amazing thing and only allow it to give me some of the greatest moments uh, that I think the that black characters have had outside of Wakanda. If if if, if I'm completely honest. Um, this show has done that a few times now. So power to the show. Hopefully the last two episodes, right? We only have two left. Yeah. Last two episodes. I can't believe it. Uh, amp it up. I don't want any more slowdowns. My, my hope for this show is we get more explosions, more fighting, more bad stuff. we get whacked in, we get cucked in planet, kicking, getting his butt whipped, but also maybe breaking some more heads, maybe killing some more people. I kind of like that he went off the deep end, uh, you know, well, yeah, that shield moment, by the way, for those nerds out there, mirrors the shield moment in Civil War, where Captain America raises his shield and slams it down. You think he's going to slam it on Tony's head, and he slams it on Tony's uh, arc reactor and shuts his arc reactor down. This was the same shot, same framing, everything, except this time he just murders a dude. It's gross. It's decapitation, isn't it? Essentially, I, that's what he I, did. I'm so... Sorry, it's decucitation because he's not capped. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. And with that, we will be right back with some improv. I'm pretty sure it's going to have something to do with being a cuckold. I, I've got some, I don't know. It's the only thing that's on my brain right now. So uh, we'll be right back in just a moment. Stick tight. And we cut to the 101st floor of Big Turkish Delights corporate headquarters. Gentlemen, thank you for meeting me. I know the three of us shouldn't ever be in the same room at the same time. Not since last time. Because the three of us are the only people alive that know the true recipe of Turkish delight. That's true, that's true. We uh, we were told to stay at least 100 miles apart in case 
small Turkish delight, tried to find that recipe. That's right, Matthews. But the situation has changed. Oh dear. We haven't run out of rat kidneys, have we? We don't need to change the recipe. Oh, thank goodness. The rat's farms are still going fine. Henry, don't be don't be foolish. That's that's how the key as to why. How could we... we change the recipe to not include rat kidney? It's the one thing that really makes it Turkish delight. Yes. It's just I think we have a leak. You think there's a mole in Big Turkish? Yes. And it's one of the three of us in this room. <gasps> Gasp. <laughs> <laughs> Fisha. Get out of here. It's no way that there's one of us. We've, we've Well, firstly, I'd like to say it can't be me because why would I bring everyone together only what? to unmask myself? Hang on. What? What? Jacobson, hold on. If hey. you, yeah, yeah. Why would you break all protocol and bring all the other... All three of us together, yes. Like, why would you put everyone within easy drowning range? I, I can see plenty of reasons for it. I'm just I'm just going to say it. That's more suspicious. I've got, I've got to agree with Henry like uh, overall you first off bringing it up and then coming directly to us and saying this makes it seem like you're sus you know what I mean Mm. it seems now I mean it could be more than one person and the way that the two of you have just leapt together like new lovers hang on we are not new lovers we have been lovers for many decades and the fact that we can't be within 100 miles of each other normally has made it very difficult and I'm finding it very difficult now to stay professional when we haven't been in a room for three decades exactly so why has things started to change (gasps) what if all three of us are moles <gasps> Precisely. Wait, but are we just gasping for just to gasp no you you're not a mole henry i know you're not a mole i know where your moles are on your body of course but you're not a mole i've developed new ones gentlemen Henry's. gentlemen let's get back to the the matter in hand we are big turkish delight we are the biggest of all multinational corporations bigger than apple bigger than the coke brothers right. bigger than any media conglomerate and people are going to find out we have spent much of our considerable fortune on keeping it quiet Pishtosh. I know that people are starting to suspect the importance of rat kidneys rat kidney prices have been going through the roof someone else is buying rat kidneys big rat kidney is becoming more and more important Jake- Jacobson, I I want to hear it from your mouth. Are not you from or your nose. are you not? Not from your nose, from your mouth. Are you or are you not the mole who has been re- giving out the recipe to big Turkish delights? Be honest. Look me in my, look me in my eyes. Yes. I would rather die than give up my secrets. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't easily believe you. Take this knife. The... You have a choice. Reveal your secrets or die. Well, I, I, I once again, I feel Henry, like... Henry, hold on. Time out. Are you... See, this is why you can't watch, uh, uh, you know, WandaVision. We're not doing witch hunts anymore. Okay. It's, not a wi- it's not a witch hunt. It's more you of a witch trial. You gave him a witch trial. hunt scenario. No, it's a, a, it's a witch trial. trial. 
It's a you can't, big. Di- listen, okay, like get off, on. get off the National Geographic. We Whoa. we're not doing that. No, look, he wants it's, to. Pr- he are... wants to prove to us that he is a you know good secrety man. So you said are you'd you... rather die. Prove it. Henry, are you a good secrety man? I'm starting to doubt the both of you. Oh, well, Jacobson didn't know that we were in a relationship for 30 years, did you? I didn't. No, this is all new information to me. <laughs> See? Good secreting. Good we secreted but then that again, very well. You haven't been in the same room for that time. It would be very hard That's for what me to... you think? Ha-ha! <laughs> I what? kept that secret very well. Yes. Shit. I mean, not Shit. brilliant. We've I mean, been you, in the same just... room constantly. Henry, Jesus, fuck. Are I... Okay, you're the mole. You just you're just dropping we're, dimes. We're both the mole. Like I know that I'm a mole. Ah! Like, come on. Like Jacobson right. doesn't no, know. That's it. That's I've it. kept this a secret from him. He'll never Fuck, 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 fuck. Okay, yep. Okay, yep. so Henry maybe maybe look, maybe maybe when I said we were all three the mole, maybe we were. If Jacobson just admits to being the mole, then we're fine. Jacobson, admit it. But I'm I'm not the mole. I just, that's just why it. I brought you just admit you both admit we 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 came here to find we're out who the mole, the mole was or the moles or the moles. T- and you just admitted it. And I you've given me a it. weapon. Henry, you also are, I've got this ceremonial dagger. You're, you're, why would you come to this meeting armed if you weren't a mole? You came to the meeting armed, you idiot, and then you gave him a sword. And now he has a sword it's that more you than gave to him. You're God damn uh, it, Henry. It's a short sword if it's anything. It's a long knife. Yeah. I mean. Well, standing here holding this weapon, I've had a vision. And it's a vision of the multiverse. And it's the three of us in different circumstances over and over again. Us as wizards and robots yeah. and aliens. Mm. Us as butlers and, and, and people on, on airplanes. And every single time you, sir, have killed me. Every single time. And yeah. now, finally, I have this dagger and I will kill her. Oh, I gestured too much. Oh, no. Oh, Jacobson, done. Oh, Henry, this look is what you've why, done. This is why we must never be in the same room as each other. Yeah, it's true. Well, let's prop him up so we can do our thing and make him a, a cuck. And see. <laughs> oh, oh. You're right down there, Chris. You good? Yeah, I'm Chris. I'm 40 Chris. years old. It's too long. Chris. Chris, uh, you you had you surprising. I had no idea where you were going. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, well, I think the jury's out on this episode on this particular improv. But I'm feeling like this is better than the show. You tell me, Arfie. What do you think? Uh, yes, without without question. <laughs> yeah, I know, without that's a, a shadow of a doubt. Um, All right, any we final nailed thoughts? the theme. We had more rat we kidneys. <laughs> there is a there is a dearth of rat kidneys in most television shows. I will I will admit that. But not in Turkish delight. Correct, correct. As we all know, thanks to Big Turkish. Make sure, <laughs> make sure. Uh, Make sure you go out and buy a couple of bags. I honestly, guys, this is this is tell you how clueless I am with what a Turkish delight is. I don't know how you even get it. Do you like? Is it at a store? Do you go to like a little bakery? Where? What is it? I don't know. Don't worry about it. We'll have that's a podcast for another. You day. You take the rat and you just <laughs> you just stuff it in the bag. Imagine something that tastes like roses, has the consistency of sloppy jelly, and is covered in chocolate. That's a Turkish delight. Wild. Sloppy jello. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, any final thoughts 
on episode four, Arfi. Well, um, I I found it telling that there were a lot of people talking over the past week about how the MCU constantly has people with the right ideas just blowing shit up because that's the only way we can see them as villains because they're actually right. And while our heroes are propping up shitty regimes and we've just doubled down on that this time. And I really, if in the final episode they go, you know what, maybe this cucked in America is a good representative of America. Um, and in fact, you know, we, the Avengers should be standing against their imperialist tendencies. I'd, I'd be on board then. It wouldn't make up for the previous five episodes. I mean, for all I know, episode five could also be good. Unlikely. Uh, but yeah, I I think if they if they did that, I would find something good in all this. All right, Chris, final thoughts. Chris, ooh, he looks so thoughtful. Chris looks so thoughtful right now. If I had a secret, I would call myself Mr. Tanqueray. <laughs> I got no more final thoughts. Guys, that's the end of the show. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Also, please rate us where you can and share this with your friends stuck at home watching too much Disney Plus or overthinking uh, regimes or underthinking them or both. Uh, uh, also, don't forget to follow the show on Instagram at Theater Greater Than Film and join our Facebook page, Theater Greater Than Film. It's all TGTF all day. Like, share, and repost it. Repost it, share it again, like it, double tap it, double like it, share it, tell your mom about it. Take that sentence back from her, then retell her like a week later and have her continuously keep subscribing. Also, as always, like we've always said, every episode, no matter what, please trust Big Turkish. We all love Big Turkish. Big Turkish is watching you. Delight. Guys, where can we find you? <laughs> um, where can I, we find you? I'm at Mr. Chris Meat. And I'm at Just Darfy. <laughs> And I'm at getting the hell out of here. That's the end of the show. Until next week in which we watch episode five. Until then, uh, bye-bye. Cheerio. Au revoir, mes amis. <laughs> <laughs>